Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh? Yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the church five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you died for me, I was still tripping. Now, how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This is deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing, but you started trying to reach, huh? But after him who was able to possess your father by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now, the point is, this prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate.
Hump day, hump day. You know, we made it this far. And uh, like my boy Praise Master G just said, you know, we can get the big boy upstairs and uh, he'll make sure that we can see the rest of the way through. You know, all we got to do is follow his plan, you know. Today we got a great show scheduled for you today. We got a very, very exciting show. A, a good friend of mine, Mr. Charlie Mack. We'll be in the building, building. If you don't know who Mr. Charlie Mack is, you will know shortly. Charlie Mack is a music entrepreneur, music publisher, music supervisor, music producer, composer, songwriter, recording engineer, public speaker, consultant, author, executive producer, and a highly sought-after A&R executive. And I'm just so proud to call this young man my friend because he's doing the doggone thing. And if y'all know you know how to get it done, Pay attention, because he got the blueprint. Charlie Mack, you're in the building. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm fantastic, sir. Thank you for joining us today, man. I tried to give our little listeners a little a little something-something, you know, but, man, your, 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 your list of accomplishments goes on and on and on and on, and I just cut it short, because I think they'd rather hear it from you than me. Well, I certainly appreciate the... Uh... Immaculate introduction That was wonderful, I appreciate it Well, like I said I had to cut it short, man Because it goes on and on and on on, You know what I mean I didn't want to be guilty of name dropping I wanted you to do it (laughs) Right, well it's fine I mean, you know, that's uh, You know, that's just uh, You know, what what we're dealing with You know, um, we're very fortunate I'll say that Right, right, we are definitely, definitely blessed well, Charlie, you know, I always like to start off the show with, with giving our listeners a little background for for those five people in the world that don't know you, you know, <laughs> for the, <laughs> to benefit those five, because I know the rest of the world, like I said, you've touched them um, one way or another. But let's walk our new listeners through who Charlie Mack is and how did you become you. Okay. Well, uh Basically, I, I'm just a very uh, ambitious person. Uh, you know, I, I decided earlier along uh, in my life uh, uh, as, a, as a child that I wanted to be successful, and I made up my mind, and, uh, you know, I've, I've worked all my life to be that. And, you know, at some point I looked up and I saw that I was, you know, but uh, <laughs> it's, still, it's still a very humbling uh, position to be in for myself personally. Uh, you know, when 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 you can literally say people can hear what you do, millions of people hear what you do every day. Uh, it is a very humbling uh, place to be, and and not even not even necessarily knowing that I'm behind the scenes doing as much as I'm doing. Uh, it's just it's just a great place to be in because I still have I have my freedom. I'm not a uh, a prisoner of my success. You know, I can still you know go certain places and and not really be uh known and that's a that's a great thing and i can buy what i like and do what i like and nobody no one comes up and bothers with me you know so that's a that's a that's a great thing uh but as far as as far as who i am and how i got to where i am uh it was a lot of sacrifices i made a lot of sacrifices in in life personally and professionally Uh, i lost a lot of people on the way i mean and and I, i don't mean just uh, just losing people in relationships, you know, people have passed on and, you know, that's just, that's just part of the, uh, experience of life. But, uh, along the way I have picked up some great people and, uh, some people that have really, really believed in what I did and what I do and 
help to enhance uh, what I've done and what I do. And, um, you know, I've been very fortunate for that as well. So uh, it, it has it has been a lot of sleepless nights. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, understandably so. I mean, um, music publisher, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Actually, well, let me ask you this one first. I mean, did you sure. just grow up and decided did you want to be in the music business or uh, uh, how okay. did that happen? <laughs> well, uh, let's see. <clears throat> I guess I, I guess I must have been maybe around, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 or something, and I, I saw uh, Run DMC and 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 – fell in love with music at that point. You know, I saw them, I think they were doing something on MTV or something. It was very early on when rap and hip hop wasn't really on TV. And they were some of the first artists that I actually saw on television. And that kind of influenced me and made me want to become more so a a DJ. That was the first, that was my first uh, excursion off into the music business or just, you know, music in general. And, uh, I started DJing. I guess I got my first turntable. I got one turntable. I had a turntable and a boombox, and I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to throw parties with a turntable and a boombox. Uh, but but eventually I was able to get some speakers and stuff like that, and you know it kind of kind of grew from there. I did local parties and stuff, you know, around the area where I grew up at, and um, wind up uh, getting access to some recording equipment. Like back then, it was like four track recorders. That was really you know what you what you had to use, and if if you were trying to get your get your stuff recorded, uh, it was cassette tapes and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that's really ancient to a lot of the you know the guys that's coming up now. You know they probably don't even know what a cassette tape looks like. You know, but uh, yeah. So so uh, I wound up getting a drum machine and learning how to make beats and stuff. I, I had to be about 13 at this time. By this time, 13, 14 years old, and uh, you know started mixing my beats with with the records that were popular at the time and doing that during the parties and kind of developed from there. You know, I wind up uh, going going to college, doing a little bit of college. I left college and moved to Las Vegas to pursue a, a, my dream and didn't really capture it right away. You know, it was a lot of struggling, you know, a lot of suffering. Uh, but um, I was able to get some of my, my father mailed my equipment from, uh, Florida, which is where I'm originally from, and when it got to me, the the turntables were wrecked. You know, UPS destroyed my stuff. You know, my little recorder and stuff was was busted. You know, so they uh, cut me a check and reimbursed me for the equipment's value, which wasn't very much at the time, but it was enough mm-hmm. for me to go out and try to get some new equipment. And I wound up getting some new stuff. I bought some new drum, a, a new drum machine, a new recorder, and some new turntables. And, you know, I was off and running right out in Las Vegas. I started doing parties again and, you know, started mixing the beats and stuff. Some people took interest, uh, bought some computers, started using the computers to make beats and stuff, and then I stopped DJing for for whatever reason I forget what it was I think I had a crazy party and didn't quite go right so I just just kind of went you know straight to making beats and stuff and uh kind of kind of started producing people and recording people and you know just kind of developed from there you know it just it just kind of went but it didn't happen right away though it was a long as you could tell <laughs> it was a long process it was a long process but you know now you know at the point to where 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 I'm at now now I'm actually in the position to help others dreams 
come true. And, you know, not everybody's going to make it. I mean, you know, you just have to be honest with yourself as far as, uh, you know, what what you're trying to do and if you if you do, in fact, have the talent. All talented people don't make it either, you know. So just because you have talent doesn't mean that you're actually going to be a success with that talent. You know, there's a lot of successful uh, uh, people that are success at what they are not talented at, <laughs> you know, so – it, it just it just happens that way sometimes. There's a lot of people that have talent. There's a, I'm sure there's more than one Michael Jordan in the world. He just didn't make it to the NBA. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, it was, it was you know that's just the way things go. So, you know, I've been I've been very fortunate. I kind of carved out my own my own lane, and you know, and I, I'm I'm driving fast as hell in this lane. <laughs> you, you know, know what that's I mean? That's ironic because you know, as for a talented person, one that that was actually producing music to go over mm. in your lane is actually kind of like a rarity because most uh, uh, singers, songwriters, um, um, they don't have the niche or the knowledge in your lane that they should because that's where, you know, the real uh, money is. Let's t- Tell us a little bit about uh, Machiavelli Music Group. Was that one of your first endeavors because, uh, you know, I'm seeing that, you know, you've placed music, MTV, uh, Epic, VH1, Shady, Aftermath, Atlantic, 40 Acres, Cash Money, Def Jam, Warner Brothers, Electra, Asylum, Interscope, uh, Geffen, um, I mean, I can go on, you know, Nike. I mean, uh, sure. that's, that's hell of a right there. I mean, was that your one of your first companies that you created? Well, actually, Machiavelli is not my company. Machiavelli Music Group is a label that was started by Kendrick Lassane. Uh They call him Kenny Black, and he's a Tupac's first cousin. And he brought me on about three years ago to help run the company, and right now they're just you know, kind of dealing with some other music music related issues and things like that, just trying to make sure everything stays. But it's kinda right now the Machiavelli thing is kinda, you know, kinda sitting still a little bit, you know. But my business, uh, Mac a Million Dollar Man Music has been, you know, we started in like two thousand four. So we've been around for a while. We've been around a, a good solid ten years, uh, publishing and, and producing and you know, producing way before that, but just uh, really open to the public for about 10 years. Now, the way that it works is the affiliation comes from the the music getting placed in uh, television shows, interviews, and things of that nature. That's where the affiliation comes from as far as, like, uh, say, for instance, uh, there was a show on MTV that ran ran for a number of years. It was called Sucker Free. And they had a, the, the week show and the, the weekend show was uh, Sucker Free Sundays. And it was, two, it was two different shows, but one ran through the week for a half hour, and then the one on the weekend, uh, the Sunday one, ran for an hour. And they would interview everybody. I mean, that was, that was kind of like one of the things that had, had me affiliated with so many different artists because 50 Cent would be talking in an interview, and then they'd be playing my tracks behind what the interview of what he was doing. Same thing with various artists. Uh, I could just run down, like, most deaf, uh, common. Um, I mean, I could just keep going, 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 going. There's so many, you know, that, that at that time uh, during that show that I was able to get so much music placed behind various, various artists on that show. So that was a, that was a real... Um, 
it was a it was a real blessing, you know, in in its, in the in terms of exposure and you know you you have millions of people watching these shows, you know, kids are watching these shows, adults are watching these shows, pretty much everybody is watching this stuff, trying to find out what these artists are going to do, where where they're at, how they can be involved with them, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, it was it was really a great thing. Right, right. And I'm also seeing that you've uh, you know placed uh, music in the international markets as well. Yeah, you know that that's been that's been uh, like <laughs> some of my favorite places in the world. I mean, like uh, Canada is like man, it's 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 a great country, <laughs> and uh, you know they they really uh, the just the people that I've been able to deal with music wise in Canada has really been a blessing to my business in uh, in a number of ways. Uh, Australia has been great for me. Denmark even has been great for my business. And, you know, I have people in Japan and in Germany and, you know, pretty much anywhere you can think of that you can actually do anything. Uh, <laughs> I've really turned over just about every rock I can, you know. Wow, which is which is a wonderful thing. Well, like, uh, if we've got artists out there that have any questions, the call at number is 347-308-8747. While we have Mr. Charlie Mack here. Uh, another question for you, sir. For an artist that, that wanted to, uh, say, get in contact with you, or how would they go about setting themselves up to approach you to even uh, submit their music to you for possible licensing considerations? Well, you know, we have a website that we've ran. It's called whosthehottestrapper.com. Uh, we ran that website for about eight years. I think we started it in maybe 2005, 2006 something like that, but primarily uh, when I started the website, it was primarily to try to sell beats. That was the thing. You know, we was trying to sell beats and trying Wait, to... Charlie, uh, Charlie, Charlie yes. hold on. I don't mean to interrupt you. Man, I just thought I'd no, question. Before we get there, could you explain exactly what licensing is? Let's let's do that because a lot of artists, sure. and I don't want to say who knows what and who don't knows what, but they don't really understand sure. what that is. Now, I don't know if they're embarrassed to ask somebody or, right. You know what I mean? I don't think they know. So let's give them that, well, and then we'll go well, ahead and get that. Okay, good. Well, this is this is the thing, and it, it's it's a it's a very well known fact. People don't like to look stupid, you know. So when you ask a question uh, that you are supposed to already know the answer to, it kind of makes you feel uncomfortable. So you're not going to ask those questions. People are not going to, you know. I've had people contact me and ask me how much would it cost. Uh, to you know, get their music licensed, and it, that's not how it works. You don't pay uh, to get your music licensed. You get paid to license your music. It's the other way around. But you know, sometimes you know there are submission fees and stuff like that. You know, that's a that's a common thing. But basically, music music licensing is the actual license or right to sync the music with film or TV or audiovisual. So that's basically what licensing is. Say, for instance, uh, any, any commercial that you see on television for any, any uh, automobile company, Cadillac, uh, Mercedes-Benz or whatever, the music in the background of those commercials, that's licensing. That music was licensed. They paid that artist X amount of dollars, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars, for to use that particular piece of music in their advertisement. And that's a very common thing. I mean, music licensing on television shows, 
music licensing as far as like anything that goes in the background of the show. If you're watching, say, for instance, Love and Hip Hop, you'll hear a lot of music. They use a lot of music, a lot of tracks to move the show along, and it's very important to have those songs in the show. Uh, and then you might also hear somebody selling their album. They may be promoting their album in the show, and you'll see a little name of the artist running around in the bottom of the corner. They may sh- flash the album cover or something like that. That's still music licensing. Some people uh, allow the networks to license their music without having to pay them anything for, it, for in exchange for the promotion because to put your music in front of millions of potential fans you know that that you can make millions of you know millions of downloads in a matter of moments just being exposed to that type of uh, that type of crowd. So music licenses essentially is the uh, the act of someone paying to license the music to actually use the music next to audiovisual. So in a right. in a in advertising and television and film and video games, that's all licensing. Any music used in that, that's all music licensing, and it's all extremely valuable. And that leads me into my next thing, the art of licensing music. Right. That's where you're supposed to go. <laughs> I'm speaking, speaking to Charlie Mack, the book author right now. <laughs> Right, right. Okay, yeah, that that is a uh that's a book. Um the ebook, The Art of uh Licensing Music is a ebook that I wrote. It's on uh Kindle, uh Amazon, I think. Uh yeah, and you can buy it. I think it's only like maybe 5 or 10 bucks or something like that, but it has a lot of information. It's straight to the point. It's not a lot of fluff. Uh it gives you instruction, direction and information basically to try to help you understand what it's all about. You know, a lot of people just aren't familiar with the process. And, you know, it's still a very uh, very un- unknown uh, in, the, in the music business, but it's a very large sector. It's continuously growing, and uh, people are making millions of dollars uh, licensing music, and companies are getting tremendous amounts of revenue streams from performance royalties and stuff like that. So it is definitely something that an artist, and I mean, it's, it's, it's extreme exposure. You just imagine uh, last year uh, we did Black Ink Crew and had about 94 tracks in the last season of Black Ink. Now, that means every episode, yeah, I think they have maybe about 18 episodes or something like that. So you just figure about seven, maybe eight songs every episode. You know, so that's not a lot, but it's a lot, you know, because some people are struggling trying to get one placement, you know, and we're talking about getting nearly 100 in just one show, you know. So that is uh, that is the, the, the amount of exposure that you can reach. I mean, you know, some of, some of the episodes were, I think, maybe three, four million people, you know, two million people, even a million people. That's a tremendous amount of people to have your music exposed to at one time. You know, you can't even fill a stadium that big, you know. No doubt, no doubt. And and, and it's a, it, people just don't understand, you know, companies, you know, like Sprint and uh, what, Amazon and, and, and right. all these other companies, Microsoft, all of these companies license music. They, they, they hear it every day. They hear it at Walmart, I mean, on and on. You know, these people license 
music, but a lot of artists they're they're not even you know they're not even thinking on that level yet for some reason. Right, and and we have licensed music to uh, companies like Microsoft, Amazon, Google. You know, we've licensed music to to uh, some of the major corporations in the world, but. You know, doesn't mean that they pay out a whole lot of money because most of the people or most of the companies that are established, you know, people are vying for those uh, positions. So you, it's a very competitive thing as well. You know, it's not always a, a whole lot of money at one time. Sometimes it's a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there. You know, but the object of it is is to get as much of it as you can. <laughs> you know, so, right. As you know, long you want to continue you with you going. As much as you can, as long as you can. Right. So, yeah, we average so, about three thousand placements a year. That's great. Uh, that's great yeah. for any company to say, you know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me this one: for a company, for a guy, should I say an artist to come up with you? I know they can go pick up your book, but how would they um, sure. start with you? I mean, what do they need to do? Well. We use a lot of different services. We've used a lot of uh, different submission sites and stuff like that. I mean, we're, we're uh, you know, you can look up Charlie Mack on Music X-Ray. I'm there uh, recruiting artists uh, personally. Uh, you can go through uh, whosthehottestrapper.com uh, and submit music for various opportunities. We, we continuously have things open for, for record labels as well as uh, film, TV, uh, video games, advertising, you know, you have it, you know, we're actually chasing after it, you know. Uh, so so there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, the easiest way <clears throat> is probably to go through the website. <clears throat> if you're trying to build a relationship with us, you know, sending us messages on Facebook and sending stuff like that is not necessarily going to really get, you know, not m get my attention personally. You know, we do have a few people that are staffed out. You know, we have about three or four different uh, A&R people that work various positions, uh, A&R plus sales, A&R plus promotion, distri distribution, and what have you, you know. So, uh, you know, my my position is basically A&R music supervisor and CEO. So I do a lot of different things. I wear a lot of different hats. Um, you know, I write for uh, a, a magazine also uh, called Street Motivation. So I'm busy doing that also. Um, I'm also doing uh various things at any given t time i have a couple of shows that i'm producing internet uh web series that i'm producing uh a couple of different um tv shows that are in development for local television stations uh and and just just doing a just a number of other things i mean it's just i'm i'm busy all the time right so the best the best way to reach you email wise would that be uh who's the hottest rapper dot com is that the best way for yeah people? yeah all, all of our all of our contact information is on the website so if someone was trying to reach out to me specifically, I do answer my own emails uh sometimes you know if 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 I'm not available, someone may forward it to me you know for the purpose of me to reply back to it, but I do answer my own emails. Uh, and, and you can get us on, on, on Facebook. You can get us on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is Mac a Million Dollar Man. Um, uh, music, you can find us there um, on Instagram. You can find us on basically the same thing on Facebook, uh, Mac a Million Dollar Man Music. <clears throat> and uh, on Twitter is Who's the Hottest, uh, short for Who's the Hottest Rapper. Uh, and then, you know, same thing, you know, with, with – uh, Who's the Hottest Rapper has this on 
uh, Facebook and 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 all all the other social media sites and stuff as well. So you can find us. I mean, if you Google Google Charlie Mac, you're gonna find some crazy stuff. But <laughs> but but uh, if you're looking, if you say music, you say Mac a Million Dollar Man music, you're gonna definitely find me. You say who's the hottest rapper, you're gonna definitely find me. So uh, that's pretty much pretty much the easiest way to get a hold of us is you know through our website. It's uh, uh, info at who's the hottest rapper dot com. Let me ask you this one, man. I know you got you know you're busy and you gotta go. Let me ask you this one: How important do you feel that uh, social media is to uh, the music industry today? Because I know you've been in it for a while when social media wasn't what it is today. But how right. do you feel that it is today? Because I know this. Uh, uh, it's quite a few artists. Well, let me put it this way: a lot. The younger generation is more in tune, you know, with the information highway and the internet and social media, and you, you know, being able to sell music through that that uh, form. But a lot of the old school artists, should I say, they not as computer lit. So, how is my question? My question to you is: How important do you feel it is today? Oh my God! I couldn't even express the importance of uh, using the tool uh, of the internet. I mean, the internet basically has afforded me the success that I have. <clears throat> I wouldn't be able to reach the people that I'm able to reach if it were not for the internet. There's a certain way to do it, but then, of course, uh, just like anything else, things get old. So, what has happened is over the years it was you know very important it's still extremely important you you can't do without it really but uh in the beginning it was more of um trying to understand how to use it and now people have devised, you know devised and designed ways to use it more effectively and you know every somebody is always trying to do some type of promo or something online or something so you know, and everybody says that they know how to do X amount of things. They can get you more friends. They can get you more of this, more of that. And that, that's all fine and well. But, you know, you really want things to build organically. You want people to find out about you from your own promo, from you requesting them to come to you. It's extremely important to, to utilize these resources uh, as much as possible because it's kind of like uh, – Years ago, we used to do street promotions. I mean, people still do street promotions. It's still very effective way of of promoting, you know, concerts and events and things of that nature, which is which is great. But it's it's used in collaboration with the internet. So people are throwing events. They're going to have an event page on Facebook. They're going to be, you know, tweeting and and you know, taking pictures on Instagram and stuff like that. It's all necessary. And that's, I mean, like, there's no other way that you can reach somebody, say, for instance, in Tokyo in, like, a moment. <laughs> you know, you could post it, and your people, your fans, the people that follow you in Tokyo, are all just, they're just as informed as the people that are right down the street from you. You, just you know, so it's ultimately, yeah. You just made me crack a smile when you said street promotion because I remember when we was putting posters on the telephone pole right. up and down Highland and Hollywood Boulevard, and, and right. one day one day I got a seventeen hundred dollar fine for the face and city property, and then I called right. myself getting slick, right? So we're not gonna put the label name on no more posters that we do that with, right? right? 
And right. uh, we didn't put the label information on there in the next series of posters for the next artist, but it didn't really make no difference because they had the name they of the group. They already knew. And all they did right. research the group, <laughs> and I had right. another $1,700 bill for destroying city property. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 we did that a lot in Las Vegas, too. We promoted heavily around UNLV, the college. You know, we went out to Arizona and Phoenix. We went out to L.A. and promoted. You know, we did, We you know, I've been on the street, too. So, you know, in order in order to get to this position, you know, you have to kind of start out as a foot soldier, you know, in order to, to, to get there, you know. So, absolutely. And another, that's another thing the artists don't understand. When you're promoting a project, I mean, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, what what do you say is, is off limits, really? I mean, you know, I mean, I remember before they was even doing bus benches and, you know, different right. things. That there's common right. things that people utilize on a daily when people weren't even thinking along that line. But when you're trying to get the word out and let people know what you're doing, I mean, you really have to think out of the box and be creative, especially yeah, well, today's date. Yeah, Today and today, I mean, because everybody has, you know, some everybody has Wi-Fi, everybody has access to the Internet. So it's kind of like, you know, you really do have to be creative. You really do have to be forward-thinking and thinking outside of the box. You have to be thinking, you know, on, on, a, on a higher plane even so much, you know. I mean, you have to be thinking, you know, on, uh, futuristically, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in order to be ahead of the, of, of, of the curve. I mean, like – you know the the one thing that I have been very blessed for is that you know the music that I've created personally is still being used. I mean, I have music from ten years back that's still being used in today's television shows and stuff like that in films and stuff like that, mainly because I decided not to do what everybody else was doing at the time now now I still you know I can go and make you know tracks like whoever you know Timberland dre. Whoever, Kanye, whoever, it doesn't really matter, you know, but my own personal uh, productions and stuff that I make that sounds like me, those are the ones that I wind up getting the furthest with or getting the most, uh, basically making the most money out of, you know, you know, you can make sound alikes all the time, you know, and that's something that's very popular nowadays, you know, you hear people that are, uh, <laughs> somebody's popular, somebody's hot. So you go and make tracks like this this guy that's hot, you think you're going to get on. I think uh, the biggest wave that I saw go down like that was everybody was trying to do, T -Pain, do T Pain. You know, Everybody was like, okay, I'm going to do this auto-tune and I'm going to get a deal. You know, that was that was real big when he was hot, hot, you know, but mm -hmm. that didn't, it didn't necessarily go down like that. And, you know, it's, you know, it's only so many people that can actually get away with doing stuff like that before somebody starts saying, you know, it's, it's dead. Right. It's not original. <laughs> Right. And that's funny how this industry is. Sometimes they want you to sound like somebody, and sometimes that works, like you said, but other times if you sound too much like somebody, it don't work. Right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, you gotta you got to be careful with that. I mean, the best thing, really, I tell all the artists that I work with, you know, the 70-plus artists that I have signed under my publishing company, I tell them, you know, you need to be original, you know, I don't necessarily want stuff that sounds exactly like this guy. I don't want stuff that sounds like Katy Perry or Taylor Swift or 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 Two Chains or 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 
uh, French Montana or whoever, you know what I'm saying? I don't want stuff that sounds like them because they already got a spot. We need new right. stuff. We need stuff that sounds like stuff ain't nobody heard before because that's what's going to help us advance. You know, if we sound like everybody else, what's the difference? They can just go to somebody else and get the same thing. Now, of course, they're going to pay a lot more money, you know, but when you have something that people can't go and buy just down the street, then you have, uh, you know, supply and demand. You know, you created a commodity, something that not everybody can have. You know, but I mean, everybody wants it. Let me ask you this question because you brought another thought to mind. Uh, do you do you think any of this has anything to do with the lack of music education that um, young adults or kids are, have access to in the schools? Well, you know what I'd, I'd have to I have to say yes. I mean, but you know, when it comes down to it, you know, education when you when, when you go into that subject, just music and education. I mean, it's not really up to the, the 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 school system to teach our children to appreciate culture or to appreciate art. It's really up to the parents. You know, like, you know, I, I'll just give you a for instance. You know, my daughter loves music, obviously. You know, she, she's into music. But, you know, they don't really necessarily have a music class. But you can buy, you know, into the after-school programs. So she's taking all of the, the, the keyboard classes and piano stuff or whatever that, you know, the, the schools offer. But, yes, I do believe that as a result of the music being missing, missing out of school or missing in school, it is a little bit of, a, you know, kids are going to suffer, you know, musically, you know, because they're just not going to have access to that equipment. You know, like when I was growing up, you know, it was, you know, we had band and all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it was, we had access to instruments and, you know, it was, it was, it was really going down, you know, and now, right. you know, well, things that's, have changed. That's where, that's where I was going with it for the, our educators and our city officials and all those people right. to hear this show. And I, I concur the same thing with me. When I was growing up, we had bands, we had choirs, we had, you know, harmony and different stuff in schools, which actually prepared us, you know, to actually right. play music. We learned how to right. read music. We learned how to write music. But right. when they took a lot of that out of schools, the only people to learn how to play piano or keyboards were, should I say, the upwardly mobile people because they had the surplus cash to pay for these lessons that the kids could right. not ordinarily get in school. And what I'm right. finding out now is because of that, we're lacking a lot of actually musicians where you can say come in and hand them a chart and they could actually read that chart and play. They'll sit up and right. tell you, well, man, I could play it, but you need to play it for me. And my thought right. is if I need to play it for you, I'll play it myself. But exactly. I can't hold them down for that because they're only doing what they know how to do. So I guess right. the, uh, what I'm trying to say all in all, I think the industry is suffering. We became we came up with a lot of computer lit kids. They know how right. to sample. They know how to make music, music that way, but they don't sure. know how to play instruments anymore. So and I think that that coming back into the industry again, we're suffering because we're not generating new musicians not like we did before i mean no nah, it's just it's I, I would love to see it get back to what it was but i just don't think that uh i don't think that you know society is patient enough to do it 
I think that we're we're a society that's looking for everything right now. So right. if uh, if it's something that takes a little bit too much time, like you know, kids they don't even want to sit down and read anymore. You know, a, a good book will take you a whole nother place, a whole nother world. But kids don't even want to read anymore. They want they rather you know watch stuff on television. They rather play on their iPads, play video games and stuff like that. Which is, I mean, you know, cognitive skills are very important. Of course, you know, you know, hand eye coordination, all that stuff is very important. But you know, chances are, you know. <laughs> I mean, the only only people that really work with their hands, you know, uh, in 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 the real world, you know, are people that do labor. You know, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, if 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 you have good hand-eye coordination, you could be a great athlete. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or you know, you could be a great mechanic, possibly, or something like that. Which is nothing, you know, nothing wrong with being any of those. You know, my father's a mechanic, a great mechanic. You know what I mean? But you know. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily see him, you know, uh doing open heart surgery, you know what I mean? You know right. that type of stuff. Which is a mechanic on another level. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Wow, let me see. Has anything that we haven't covered yet, Charlie Mack? Hmm. I'm trying to think here. Well, you told us how to go out and get music license, and you told us how to go to the bank and withdraw a lot of money. No, we left out that part. <laughs> we oh, left yeah. out that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> don't want, don't want, don't want to touch that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, man, we we definitely appreciate you for coming through and spending some time with us, man. And uh, we have a film that we're working on as well, the Bridget Harris story. So definitely, we're yes. going to be reaching out to you ourselves for some some to license some music for um, our Absolutely. film. Absolutely. And. Uh, Definitely, for any artists that you have and working with that you want to run through here, please do. You know, our okay. doors is always open for you, man. You know, we've been knowing each other for uh, almost ten years now, too. You know, but it's been a while. Yeah, been, it's been a while. Haven't sat down yet, but we definitely gonna get it done this go around, man. Because I, I definitely respect your grind. I respect what you're doing, and, and Thank you. I wish I could look at more. Um, should I say, guys in your age group, and I can say that because I'm a little older than you, that 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 would have your uh, charisma, your personality, and, and should I say your professionalism, man. It, it's definitely refreshing um, to, to talk to somebody that is just, you know, up and up about his business and, and trying to do some positive things and, uh, you know, with an uplifting spirit, man. So I can just say my hat's off to you again, man. Hey, thank you, and and same to you. I mean, hey, you, you know, you're opening doors and, you know, giving giving uh, people like myself a voice, you know, to be heard, and, you know, that's important, you know, because if we're able, you know, we can't take it with us, and if we're able to share this knowledge, you know, maybe we can, you know, have a few more uh, people, you know, like ourselves to, you know, to to help enhance the world. Right, right. Because it is true, you know, each one teach one. It's just unfortunate as many people don't listen as they should, and they say if you want to hide something from some people, put it between two. Put it in a book. Book covers. <laughs> right. Put it between right. two book covers, you know. Right. And they'll, and they'll never get it. But for the people that are inquisitive, like ourselves, the people that are adventurous, like ourselves, the pitches are uh, entrepreneurs, like ourselves. 
you know, stay curious, uh, stay positive, you know, and, and, and learn your craft. You know, that's the first thing you need Absolutely. to do. Learn. Yes. No, that that would be that would be the that would be the best advice I can give to anyone. The other thing is, is that uh, I I told this to a, a a client a few days ago. We were having a meeting, and he asked, uh, you know, so what would be you know your advice, you know, as far as like dealing with other people and doing business with other people. And I just told him, I said, well, you know, if you are the smartest person in your circle of friends, you need a new set of friends, you know, because you cannot grow with people that are at the same level as you. You have to go and deal with people that are in different p- positions that can help you. If you guys are all doing the same thing, you know, no, nobody's going to advance. You know, maybe you can come back and help the guys that are not at the level or you guys are all at the same level. If you go to another level, you can come back and get somebody and bring them up with you. Well, <laughs> that is so true on a whole bunch of levels, you know. It made me right. think about what's his name, Billy Preston's song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but but somebody got to be able to help somebody. Other than that, I mean, you both end up being stuck, you know. Right. A lot of times, a lot of times. But again, mm-hmm. I want to say thank you, sir, for coming through, spending time with us, and um, hey, My come pleasure. back anytime, brother. We'd love, love to have you, man. Hey, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you again. And for all your listeners, you know, you guys all have a fantastic day. Appreciate it. Throw your website. Throw it out there one more time before you go, Charlie. Uh, You can can find uh, my website. It's whosthehottestrapper.com. You can look me up on Facebook, uh, Mac A Million Dollar Man Music, or whosthehottestrapper.com on Facebook, uh, Who's The Hottest on Twitter, uh, Mac A Million Dollar Man Music on Instagram. And if you guys didn't get the beginning of the show, I guess iTunes, they podcast would have it, um, and everywhere else. You know, all you got to do is Google me, uh, Google I Am India, Google Charlie Mac, and you guys will be able to hear the show from the beginning. Or you can also go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash indie is, and you can get the show that way, but it's available worldwide, and for you guys that's in China, Japan, Singapore, wherever else, you guys can hear the show too. You don't want to miss it. I think it was a dynamic show. Charlie Mack put it down for you, show you how to get your music license, get it on these TV shows, get on these commercials, on these cartoons, get it, get, might even get sponsorship, who knows, but this is the man, get with him, you heard it right here on IMND. All righty then. Yeah, this is your man, J.R. Perry, from Love Drops. Yeah, I'm keeping it locked every Wednesday at I Am Indie, where you get your smooth urban hip-hop independent music, baby. From 2 p.m., hosted by my man, J.D., putting it down. I Am Indie. Check it out.
God. He was so intense. He knew he loved me deep within, but he wouldn't tell me because I was a married woman. Y'all understand? And I had designs, and he had designs, but our designs were stopped. So to the forefront comes the problem. How do I get out?
Love for me.